Welcome to Tear Report, a podcast made by a fan for the fans of the Saturday Sharks. Every single thing you hear about in this podcast is completely my opinion and is not affiliated with the official Saturday Sharks of the National Hockey League. Thank you and hopefully you'll enjoy this episode of Tear Report. Well, hello, my friends, and um, basically, yeah, the world's gone a bit mad since we uh, last spoke, and um, yeah, this just feels, it feels really weird not knowing what to say. Um, welcome to Tea Report Season 2, Episode 6, which was supposed to be um, going over the Sharks month of March um, but unfortunately that sort of um, didn't really go down to plan and it feels really weird because we knew about this virus way before we, it got to the point that it got I mean it first started in China and it's been slowly making its way around the world and it's just now, it's got to the point where you literally cannot really do anything. Thing. Where I am here in England recording to you, pretty much everywhere is now off limits. You can't, can't really do that much. Um, so yeah, so it's really now trying to work out what to do. Trying to make sure you do not get your go mad. Um, and also try to keep away from all the stuff because it can get a little bit overwhelming sometimes. But... Hey, we're going to try not to focus too much because I've been, I've, been, I've been really on my mind what to do with regards to the podcast. Do I, because there were some games played in March, so do I do that? Do I do a little COVID-19 special to tell you what's been going on with the league so far? I just thought, let's combine the two together. So we're going to do this in parts. Now, some bits of it, you'd probably get it, he, he, if like me, this really has got to you. It's really got you down. And you don't really want to hear much of it. I will not be surprised if you choose to skip over part one. Because part one is going to be the timeline of COVID-19. How it affected the Sharks and the league as a whole throughout this past month. The second part, we're going to look back at the, some of the games that were played in March. And then part three, we're going to do a little... little opportunity for me to give you what I personally feel in my opinion should be the next steps forward now that the league has paused the season okay that's gonna be all my own opinion I've trust me I've got a lot to say about it so that's gonna be one worth and of course you might have your own opinions you can just maybe shout them out if you listen to the podcast okay so let's get started with the nasty nitty gritty bit so if you do want to skip this part and go to part two I will not be offended don't worry it's all about you need to, at this t- time, you need to find things that are really going to be uplifting. So I do not mind at all if you skip this part. Okay. So, this all, for the, sh- what we got up to, in terms of effects of, the sh- of COVID-19, effects of the sharks, it was really March the 9th when this all started to get real. And it was about, all. this really could impact the season. It could maybe lead to both the Sharks and the Barracuda because what happened on March 9th was also going to affect the Barracuda too because they had two home games, the Barracuda, in this that have been affected by, that was going to be affected by the original uh, order that was made on March 9th. I'll just get my notes set up for you. Just, I'll give you a sec. Honestly. Last me you use technology to crush on you now. Right, here we go. So, so, right. So on March the 9th, Santa Clara's public health department issued an order that stopped that had that basically banned any public and mass gatherings that had more than a thousand people through the end of March. Now this was gonna affect three Sharks games, one against Montreal, one against Boston, and one against Arizona. And it was also going to affect two Barracuda games 
one against the Colorado Eagles and another against the Bakersfield Condors. And for me, this is when the alarm bells started ringing. And for me, I switched to the position of we've got we've got to press pause. We've got to press pause on the season now because what do you do? The Sharks had to adhere to this. Adhere to this. And I'm so glad that straight away they kind of said yes. We understand the situation. We're going to adhere to this. And the league also acknowledged it as well. But seriously, to me, I just thought, right, well, why make one team have to deal with this? Why have all teams deal with it and pause the league? Um, and it really, from that point, was just wondering, oh, when are we going to get news? When are we going to get news? This is what's really struggling about the whole thing, is that you just want to hear news on things that might be affecting, that are personal to you. Like, for example, the Sharks and... Some of you who did this this podcast with the barricade as well, them too, because it was going to be a massive effect, because it meant that SAP really was going to be out of action until at least the end of March. Now, it feels really weird how where we are up to today of recording this episode, thinking, oh, end of March, that's fine, da 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 will be fine, all that stuff, and yet it's just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Right. So two days later, on March 11th, both the Sharks and Barracuda announced that they would be playing their games behind closed doors. And it would only be so easy. So this to me then thought, right, well, doesn't really solve the issue here. Yes, it eliminates the, the, the risk of somebody in the crowd catching it. Because obviously we all know how packed those state those arenas can get. Regardless. And it's just, yeah, so that took one risk out. But the people that would be allowed in are obviously the players, coaches, all the equipment crew, all that, pers- um, respecting broadcast media. So that's still a risk of potentially contracting the virus, as we will see as we go later on into the timeline for this line that I've got up to so far. I've recorded up to March the 21st, so... There are lots to do with then. And maybe some stuff might happen be happening after we've had this podcast been recorded and released to you. But it just got me thinking, no, that doesn't solve the issue. And plus, if it's gonna be terrorized, which they were, how's that gonna look? Now, later that same day a sort of saving grace came for my my for my thoughts because the Columbus Blue Jackets announced that their game against Pittsburgh, that they were going to be in Columbus on March the 12th, the next day, was also going to be played behind closed doors. So that would have been the first game that was been played behind closed doors, and that would have given a little... So that would give a little sneak peek of what you could expect. That sort of relieved my mind a bit, because at least it was... This is not just affecting us Sharks, us and us all in Teal territory. It's affecting the league worldwide, and that would have been more of a relaxation. Now, on March 11th, this feels really weird to think about, it, but on March 11th, the Sharks did have a game. They were in Chicago. Now, I was watching this on my telly, and I really, at the end of it, only really pay attention to the first period, because after that, at the end of the first period, this is when all... I'm, 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 I'm allowed to say hell. I'm allowed to say that word, and I have very caught... Very, um... Course, though, we need to be. We are a family friendly podcast, but I'm allowed to say that word because pretty much after the first period, it's when all hell broke loose. And if, like me, you had a game on that night, you richly couldn't really pay attention to your game whether it was going well for you or not. So, this is where it starts. What started first was an M, it was discovered an NBA player from the team Utah Jazz. That's a really weird name for a team. I mean, I don't really follow NBA. I actually really don't... Actually, hockey's really a sport I mainly follow in terms... But, yeah. So, uh, um, had been tested positive for the virus. And this, of course, is when the alarm bells will start ringing because there's a possibility that the Utah Jazz could be playing, could could have played in arenas where... That are shared by AHL teams. But I don't know about the NBA. I don't know if they do play any arenas that are shared by AHL teams. That could be a possibility. And then. 
who knows, it could have been given it to other players. So then, then it got, later on the night, it got, I'm still running here, it's just a bit weird, hard to process what's going on. And later on in the night, so as the game between us and the Black Ops was progressing, I was basically just on my, on my Twitter, just literally being just by that, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? I literally had to stop paying attention to the game. I know that's bad, but it just it just got to the point where, oh my god, could this affect us? And that's what I was really trying to focus on. You know, the whole thing with the NBA is really, really horrible to hear about, but I was also trying to think, right, where's the league's response? Come on, H come on, NHL, come on, Commissioner Bettman, take it si- take a stand. This is getting serious now. This could affect us. Look, it's affect one major sports league in North America, it could affect another. Now, later on that night, the NBA decided to suspend its season and that season. And then, after our game against, against the Blackhawks, which sadly, as we'll get onto in part two, ended in a 6-2 loss, I literally went to bed thinking, OK, I want the next day, the league, our league, NHL, to take a stand and just do something. And... Speaking of next to March top, it took a while. It wasn't straight away all wake up out of bed here in England news. It did take a couple of hours, but we finally did get some news. And it was, of course, where we are up to today, which is, of course, the National Hockey League announced that the, the season would be effective immediately on a pause. So that means any games taking place from now up until, well, start of playoffs were postponed and that included the and that began immediately on that day so any games that were scheduled for that night including the Blue Jackets Penguins one which would have been paid by close source that got called off uh, too now I'm going to come on to that in a little minute but I want to quickly also bring the Barracuda back to this because I as well as the Sharks I also do pay attention to the Barracuda, and just in case any of you listeners do you pay attention to the Barracuda too, I will bring the air trans into this. Because later that day, because my thoughts were both with, right, that's what's happened with the AHL, what's going to the AHL now? Are they going to fall suit? Because obviously, for if you come and play the Barracuda, you come to play at SAP Centre, which of course is also shared by the Sharks. So later that day, the American Hockey League confirmed that they too would be suspending play. However... Unlike the NHL, who didn't really ma- mention when they could maybe could say they could commit to when resuming the season, the NHL did say they, in their initial statement, I don't know if this has changed, but they did say they were committed to resuming the season as soon as it is possible. And they, the NHL have also said that they will continue to monitor developments and will provide updates on the 2019-20 season at the appropriate time. Which is better wording what the NHL have done, which is say, will be providing regular updates. Because I haven't really seen much of that from the NHL side at all. At all. Okay, so my initial reform, I'm going to do the initial, because like I said, I'm going to be doing this more in the third part, where we don't need to talk about much about COVID-19. We just ramble what we think about the league should be doing, what is not doing well, da-da-da. My initial thought was, okay, right. A pause. How's this going to affect everything? Because these 31 teams, they don't play in pokey little dinky ice rinks here in England. They play in massive 18,000 seaters, which also hold other events, which are now also going to have a knock-on effect. So, knock-on effect. And one of those examples I can think of right now is concerts. That happens a lot. So, How's that going to work? You're, you're trying to reschedule re- re- a season to try and pick up where it left off when really it's not really ideal. And by the time of the pause season, every team had played at least 68 games. Um, some had played at least 71. So 68 to 71, that's all the range where teams have played. Okay. Now, up to that point, no NHL player had been confirmed positive of COVID-19. And I think... 19. 
And I think one of the benefits that the league paused what they did is so that they didn't is so that they didn't have to run the risk of oh, we'll carry on Arsenal, da, 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 and then oh, breaking news, someone of the da 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 has caught it. Positive, it's a positive test. Ah! Stop the season right now! Stop right now! Stop right now! So, I can praise the league on that because it would have been a real disaster if other leagues, sport leagues, had paused their seasons and the NHL carried on, and then all of a sudden we find out that uh, that somebody has caught it. And speaking of which, it wasn't too long before we did have a confirmed case. Because on March the 17th, the NHL had its first confirmed case of COVID-19 team. And it was from the Ottawa Senators. They had confirmed that one of their players had indeed tested positive for the virus. And this was, of course, the first case identified amongst NHL players. And unfortunately, this would not have been the last. As a few days later... On March 21st, a second player from Ottawa was confirmed tested for the virus. And there was fears that this could have a knock-on effect because they thought, if I can, I'm just going to try and find the article. It's cool. It was the big... They thought it was during their road trip in California because that was the last those were the last games that were played by the Senators so I'll say they came to us and they had a 2-1 loss there no they we lost 2-1 to them and then obviously it was moved to Anaheim then Los Angeles these and yes, uh, on March 3rd, a second player was confirmed. I've got, I've got the article now, so I'll read the article. It was, the second player got confirmed on March 21st, and they confirmed that that, that player was part of the Reef of the Way trip that included games in San Jose, Anaheim, and Los Angeles. It did go on to say the, the total number of people that travelled with the club on that trip. It was 52. That included players, staff, medical, no, not medical, meet staff, media, guests, and flight crew. Of those on the trip, 44 showed no symptoms, 8 have been tested with 2 possible results received, and they were awaiting the results from tests that took place on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of that week. Everyone who took part in the Ottawa Senators trip to California was instructed to self-quarantine on March the 13th, and, and so far as we know, uh, remain so, with their medical team actively monitoring players, staff, and following all appropriate and professional guidelines to help ensure the health safety of the employees and the greater community. Uh, so yes, now unfortunately this wasn't contained to just one team because unfortunately we do have another confirmed case. As on March 27th, we a statement from the Coral Avalanche um, was re- released in that they were advised today that a player had tested positive for COVID-19 and like Oswes Otter have chosen not to name the players which is good because it's not really we don't we don't really need to know who they are uh, let's just no, it's not helpful to us and it's not helpful to them in their recovery either uh, that player has been at home in isolation since the first instance appeared and has recovered is back to normal and the Avalanche have notified anyone who has had known close contact with the athlete. And of course, if it's a statement like Ottawa saying the health and safety of players, staff, fans, all that, etc., remains a high priority. So that is where we're up to right now. And unfortunately, this is not going to get better. And we are going to be, for at least a good couple of months now, be constantly try to check every day not by the league but from but from our own respective teams so for us that is Saturday Face Sharks try to see if there's any any updates and I think if I've majority of the time there's not gonna be any and the 
Anyway, this is really probably I've got the least that we're going to keep you informed, da, da, da. and so far, we haven't seen much at all. Yes, so, I've got an idea when the season's going to start, if it is going to start again. My advice would be not to. My advice would be to plan for the upcoming 2021 season, which is how I'm going to, ref- which is how I'm going to refer to it on our third season of Tour of Pop, because I'm having a real trouble at the moment saying 202021. <laughs> it's been quite a mouthful, I don't I tried to say it, so I'm just going to shorten next season to 2021 and make it easier for me and for you guys when you listen to season three of Tour Because that's, before we finish this first part, that's the one more thing I need to say. The league is very determined and have uh, made it very, very crystal clear that no matter what happens, we are going to run the 2021 season as expected. So that would be October 2020 till April 2021, then Stanley Cup 2021, sort of June 2021. And then come June 2021, it's all going to be about Seattle. Oh, yeah. Not looking forward to that. Okay, so, yeah. So, I, so no matter what happens, the league says we're going to have 2021. All from the beginning. Okay, let's move on to looking to the lookbacks of some of the games that did get play in March. Okay, hello, welcome back to all you just tuned in from part one. To those of you who chose to skip part one because you didn't like me you think this is all this going about COVID-19 is really really traumatic upsetting to my warning hello to you guys okay so we're now going to look back at some of the games well all the games that did get play in March now a total of hold on a minute one two three four five of the March games were played and Really? Only one was positive. Yes, it really was a bit of a sinking feeling there, but oh. Anyway, right. So, March the... Let's get on with it. It's not going to take that much long, because it's not making to play. So, March the 3rd. We picked up in March where we left off in February, which was a part of the Sharks' six-game homestand in FAP Centre, and it was going on really, really great. And then, March the 3rd, the Toronto Maple Leafs Centre now, and I, I can't remember the last time we, we beat it, we beat Toronto. Toronto's one of those tricky teams in the Atlantic, along with Boston, who you think, oh, when was the last time we beat we beat them? So when it does happen, it's a massive big thing. And this was a big result, a five-two win. Um, for the record, by the way, Toronto, I believe, because I was listening on on the radio and I did hear a little bit some um, go Leafs chance no 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 not in our bar the only thing i want to hear sap are let's go sharks okay toronto you can happily come attend but you but really the only thing we should hear from away fans is clapping that's all we should hear from you lot right anyway onto the ice where it does count the sharks in a massive third period there as the first two were sort of even even between both sides and the Sharks scored two quick goals in that third period, almost a mere part picture. Plus, with an empty netter, which made it three in a row on the wing column. Great thing. And unfortunately, it snapped on March the 5th. This actually was when I, when I first heard about, oh, could COVID-19 affect us? Because I think I was, cause I was scrolling through my Twitter, as I always do. And I think I saw, I can't remember who it was, but I saw a tweet get retweeted saying, Tonight's day against Minnesota is still going as planned. So that, for me, is when the alarm bells start to ring. Oh, could COVID-19 start to affect what goes on in the NHL? Which, of course, it did. So I asked the fifth against Minnesota, and, well, this was a bit of disappointment. As from the moment the Wild struck first, you just knew the Sharks would struggle to get even a foothold into the game. And despite a power play goal in the first, it was the second period where... Everything collapsed when Minnesota took control of the game. And, of course, the officials played dirty as usual. It was a 3-2 loss to the Wild. 
Now on March 7th, Ottawa. Oh yes, we started talking about them. Them. Oh, how could we let this one slip through after so many near misses in what was a controversial second period? I mean, first of all, we had a goal from us disallowed because apparently this water was kicking. Although, look at the replays, it didn't really look that clear to me. But then again, my eyesight's not as it used to be. Then, Ottawa, in the, on the buzzer, thought they had scored a goal. We know they haven't scored the goal. Player Team Teal know they haven't scored the goal. But the officials like, oh, well, let's give them a penalty shot. No! Don't give Ottawa Stairs a penalty shot! I mean, I know they're, they're not doing great at the moment, or, or the last, or since the 2017 Eastern Conference final, but no! Don't give them handouts! Make them work for it! Anyway, luckily, Arundel saved it, so there was not much of a problem there, it was fine. And, uh, but for me, I just felt the Sharks sort of lacked aggression after it was 1-1. Which was what was needed to take the win. As in that other time period, the other setters broke away and it was just like, oh no, 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 no. And then, bang, they got it done very quickly. And they took the season series. Wow. That is, that is something. That is saying something. Wow. Let's move on quickly. March the 8th, Colorado. The lot now let's face, face it, the last matchup was a bit of a, was really a one what to forget. I ended up having I ended up having a headache the next day. That's because obviously it was on the same day that Colorado displayed those awful awful all the the sickies coming, the sickies coming Oh awful stadium series jerseys. Let's move on quickly. If you wanna hear about that, check out the, the last episode episode and un skip the Pacific Watch. That's where it's focused for. Um, now, it's simple. Two things went wrong here. First, we couldn't contain Nathan McKinnon. Colorado and Edmonton have each have a player who, if you cannot control, your game's over. In Edmonton, it's Colin McDavid. Although Leon Dreisaitl these days has started to try and take that spot as well. Maybe that's a double threat of Edmonton, which could be very interesting later on down the road. Maybe Colorado... We all know it's Nathan McKinnon. We can control him. Secondly, the officials did not call blatant penalties that even a blind man could have spotted. The one that really, really, really ticks me off. I'm allowed to say that. It's not swearing. I'm allowed to say that. The one that really ticks me off is when the Colorado Avalanche had not one. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not even six, but they had seven players stepped in French on the price. Seven players, and it was not called as a too many men at penalty. Seriously, where were there supposed to be four officials on the ice in every NHL game? What were they all doing? That's what I'd like to know. What on earth were they all doing? Well, why are all just looking around trying to see if they can spot people wearing, people wearing masks to protect themselves from COVID-19? What the hell? Even uh, my eyesight's not good as it used to be, but I can tell when there's one too many players on the ice. Oh, my God. I mean, that power play could have made the difference because it was only a loss by one goal. It was a 4-3 loss. So if that power play had been given to us, that could have made the difference. And it could have meant the Sharks could have at least gave away with at least a point. And then, but no. But seriously, seven players. When we next meet, Colorado, I'm going to be, I won't be remembering that. And I'll be, breaking, I'll be keeping a good eye like a hawk on your players in our next matchup to see how many are on the Make sure that five are on the ice at all times. Anyway, speaking of Hawks, Chicago Blackhawks. It was time to pay them a visit on March 11th in what turned out to be the final game 
that I think we're going to be seeing in quite a while. Well, I think that this was pretty much the last game of the, of the season because, like I say, what we're going to do in part three, we're going to talk about what I think should happen next, what could happen next, next, and in terms of where the Sharks are, if he chose to just jump straight into playoffs, because the league's also seems to be very determined to award the Stanley Cup this year, then this technically could have been the last Sharks game for the 2019-2020 season. And as I explained, for those of you who listened in part one, with all the latest amendments that was breaking regarding COVID-19, it was very hard for me to keep track of what was going on after the first period. With so many amendments away from the arena in Chicago and the league itself. But the game itself, we all know where it collapsed. And that was the second period. Now, despite we got the first goal of the night, and I think it was also a power play goal, the Blackhawks, that fifth one should have been net my interference, but it was like, really, Blackhawks, what have you got? To, I actually did screen this. What's the point, you do? What's the point? Chances are we're not going to be playing after tonight. And in true fashion, we didn't play after that night. Because obviously on March 12th, as you all know, League shut down. Okay. Part three is coming up now. I think, even if like me, you find COVID-19 overwhelming, I think you should stick around this part because we're not really going to focus that much on COVID-19. But that's maybe all you'll hear, just those that word. But we're going to focus in part three on what should have been, what sh- no, what should be happening next, in my opinion, what could happen next, and what it has in for the Sharks. Now, but to round up this look back, uh, there's no point doing a, se- a, a record for the month because obviously we, we had a pause. There's no point doing a highlight or a low point either. Let's just go straight on to the per- part three of this episode. Stick around. Okay, now we come to the third section of this sort of unusual episode. It's really unusual. Oh, but that's how life is right now. Unusual. Literally, that is the word for life. So in this third part, we are going to be... It's basically an opportunity to just rant, you know, general opinion on what I think could be ha- could be the next way forward. What are the potential scenarios? Because there's quite a lot that you could do. And also, what does this mean for the Sharks? Well, I'm going to get to that bit first. Because for us, it's pretty easy and straightforward. We all know, as you've heard, as you've, as you've lived through it, you've listened to it on, these, on this season of T-Report, 2019-20 has not been... A great season for Teal Territory. And we sort of knew roughly about, about February that our chances of qualifying for the postseason were very, very slim and eventually, by the end of that month, got to not going to happen. So, realistically, for the Sharks, if the league was to choose to resume this, the season in an either Make us carry on playing those those remaining games. I'm not sure how many Sharks had left. Uh, or just go straight to playoffs. It's a lose-lose for the Sharks. Because we know we can't qualify for the postseason. We know that's not possible. Even if the even if the front rowers of the Pacific lost all, all their remaining games. And we would all, all of ours. It still would not be possible. It's not realistic. And also if you were to just jump straight into the playoffs, well, it's a lose-lose for the Sharks there as well because we know we've not got enough points to qualify. I would have to start picking teams to, that we wouldn't mind rooting for or just basically sit there going, oh, should have been us. As I'm sure Ottawa fans do every year. <laughs> sorry, sorry, no offence to Ottawa. No, oh, no, that's kicking when you're down, but seriously. You're used to it. We're not. Well, well, not once every single year, 
Every now and then we can handle, but not every year. Okay, so the way I see it for us as Sharks supporters and players, broadcasters, staff, anybody who's involved with the territory, it's a lose-lose situation because I feel for us, our season's technically done. Even if the league decided we can resume where we left off and carry on with the main games of the, of the, of the, of the regular season campaign, it's a lose-lose because I would be watching those or listening to those on my, on my radio thinking, what's the point? What is the point of this? Because we can't qualify for the, play- for the playoffs. The 2021 season would be just around the corner. And it's just... Yeah, okay. So that's why I think it could be for sh- Sharks. So, here's what I think needs to happen next. Now, at the moment... Okay, well, I'm going to go back to when we first had the pause... When the pause was first initiated, I thought, okay, fair enough. I understand why you want to just go for a pause and not the straightforward, we're calling it all off, because you want to basically monitor the situation, because obviously this is a changing situation day by day, hour by hour. I mean, one day you could be doing great, and then the next day, oh, this could affect you, and it really will affect you. We just don't know how, how this virus is going to be affecting everyone and in what rate will it be growing or stop it slowing down we just don't know so i can understand why the league were to just hit pause and not go straight forward well, that's it we're calling it off and all that, that, that but realistically they can't think that when this virus reaches the stage of stability so when things can sort of go back to being stable we are now allowed to go back out and do things like work uh go to your supermarkets as you normally could and not these restricted it's restricted that's happening right now here in england and you can also go out other places recreational stuff like your theaters cinemas all that stuff when we get back to when we get back to that that way of life Surely the league can't just think we can just resume where we left off. Because, it's, because we don't know how long this virus is going to put a hold on life. Because that's, to me, that's how it feels right now. Right now. We just don't know. So it could be either G- July or August either when you could be in a position that we can resume play. But that would be pointless because... If the league wants to commit to 2021, which they have kept saying the last few days, we are so committed to doing that, nothing's going to affect have playing a full 2021 season, then you can't resume the 2019-20 season in any shape or form. It's not realistic. realistic. But two very good reasons. Number one is the availability of the arenas. Because as I said earlier in the first part, the NHL does not play in dinky-pokey ice rinks. They play in massive 18,000 seaters, which which generally reach full capacity on a regular basis. Well, for most teams, not most teams. (laughs) Florida Panthers! Sorry about about that. Just a little bit of jet about. (laughs) There. 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 Come on, Florida, you know what I mean. We've seen the evidence. Even when you play Tampa Bay, it's not that full and all. Anyway, you get what I mean. Most of the time, most teams' rings, arenas are full capacity. But these arenas also have other events that go on. And the chances are those events may re- may get re-picked start again in July or August. And it means that you can't reschedule the league. I mean, I, when it looked like it was going to be just a Sharks that was effective with the uh, Santa Clara thing, I looked into our three our opponents, not just the three that the ban would have affected, but also the uh, two games in April, uh, to see if any of those teams areas was going to be available so we could just move to that. And only... The last game of the season against Anaheim was. The rest of them just won, were not. 
So that's something to need the Nini's for as well. The second main issue I've got if the league wants to just try and resume is the players themselves. They're not robots. Okay. They are not robots, these play- players and athletes. They are human beings like us. They... Us. They... What's our what's what's expression? expression? Is it where... If you cut me, I bleed. If you stab me, I cry. All that stuff. Basically to try and... People say, when they were trying to make a point of... Oh, I have a, I'm a person, I've got feelings. And there is the problem of if you were to make all these players resume the 1920s season July, August, and they expect to hit a full season 2021 from October all the way to June, that's including the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs as well, that's not possible. Because these players will get exhausted and they will know they will get exhausted and we, the, the fans, will, will have to tell they're exhausted. It's just not doable, okay? And plus, I really do feel for the players right now. Those are the people I feel for in the NHL right now, is the players, because for them, they're going to struggle to try and keep themselves in shape. I mean, I don't know what restrictions are in... American Canada right now, but here in, the, in England, we're only allowed, when it comes to exercise, we're only allowed to go outside for what for one form of exercise, and we have to be a, a, on our own. So, um, and really, the only thing I can think of that 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 uh, you, you could do that comes with that is just simply walking. But I just, walking, but that, but to me, that's just a general ability. It's what we all do. Um, so I don't know how they're being able to stay in shape and all, but I really do feel for them. And it's going to have a massive effect. effect. And when we do start seeing games again, that's the first thing that's going to be in on my mind, thinking, well, how much has COVID-19 affected them? And if they've not been able to keep in shape and all, and be able to do what they normally would do during the season to keep themselves, all that, and obviously practice, a lot of practice time. Because I don't know if you can... She probably won't be able to get down to any skating facilities. And that is where I think think has to be the priority right now. You have to think of the players. You have to think what's good for them. Because these players are not robots. They are not... They are not avatars in a video game. They are human beings who do get exhausted when they're tired. Do get... do bleed when they get badly injured, as I saw injured, as we have seen quite a few times in sharks ter- sharks territory over the last few seasons. Seasons, and I've had quite a few this year go out on injury for sharks territory. So the league's got to stop thinking pound signs and start thinking about health and safety, and also well-being. That's a very important thing thing that I see in life. Well-being, no matter who you are, where, who you are, where you come from, background, gender, etc., all that. Well-being is very, very important. And if these players are not at a level where they can compete and play at least one full period, then you cannot put them on the ice when they're going to be exhausted. Try to get back into routine and also try to get back back the feel of being on the ice because they were away from that ice for a very long period of time because if we do go because if we do have to wait till October that's a quite a lot of months with no action and no time to practice facilities and also you need to start thinking this season has to be over okay that's I just feel the league's got to start thinking realistic and saying Stop with seeing these bloody, sorry, bloody, I'm allowed to say that word, word bloody. Stop putting on these bloody news ports saying, oh, well, this, we think it can be done in, da-da, all the summer great, da-da. No, 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 no. This, the 2019 
20 season is now over. Over. Done. Finish. Benito. Kaput. I can't say it anymore. More different ways. It's over. It's not realistic. We do not know when play can resume again. And if you are so desperate to want to commit to 2021 in full, that you have to start thinking now, okay, we start playing the 2021 season and just forget this season because we can't resume it. So, there are, that's what I think needs to happen. I really do think you need, the league needs to go and say, right, we're going to have to cancel the rest of the season. And that's how, so that's how it will have been. And these teams were respected champions of the division. Da, 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 da. That's how it was before we got paused. That's going to be the final standings. These four could be division champs, so uh, I think from my memory so well, it was Vegas for Pacific, St. Louis for Central, Boston for the Atlantic, I think maybe Washington for Metropolitan. It was Washington or Philadelphia for Metropolitan, but I can't remember. remember. And Boston, unfortunately for you guys, you get the President's Trophy. But hey, at least you won't have to worry about playoffs. That's why I think should happen. So cancelling this season now is what I think should happen. But it would would not surprise me if the league wanted to try and salvage something from the wreckage. It would not surprise me one bit if he wanted to try and resume it. And there are a few scenarios. The first scenario, which is, of course, the stupid scenario, which is where you carry on where you left off. And that is absolutely the wrong idea because... For a lot of teams, and Ushacht are one of them, we can't qualify for the postseason. There's, we're not in a position where we can maybe qualify. Even if you were to play, have us play out the rest of these games, there will just be no point in it because we know even if we were to win all our main games that we got left to play, we can't qualify. And it would just take the fun out of being a Shark supporter, it really would, because I'd be watching and thinking, what's the point? Why? We can't qualify for the playoffs. Playoffs. You're making our players play a pointless game when they could be resting, recuperating, and being ready to come back fighting strong so that the Sharks can push for the 2021 Stanley Cup. And then... You're going to make the teams that do qualify for what would have been the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. You're going to make them play a full playoff match series? That is not ideal. It's just not ideal. So that's the one one way that could happen. I think that's probably mainly these preference. But there is another way to salvage something from the wreckage without forcing everybody to exhaust all their resources. And that is to jump straight in to the playoffs. And I said at the beginning of the, beginning of the show, all teams have played at least 68 games. One or two have played 71, but no more than that. That's a good chunk of the 82 regular season schedule. So you've got enough data to work out who could, who could qualify from the East, who could qualify from the West and the wild cards. You've got enough data to do that. Now, there will be some teams who will moan and groan at the idea of this because they were maybe one or two points off uh, off from being a qualifier, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, we're afraid, particularly in a crisis. But even that does not sound ideal because to do a full playoff series where you have four rounds of best of sevens during a third period does also not sound appeal. So... There are a few ways you could handle this. The first is, to, there are qu- I've got quite a lot of different playoff scenarios you could do, do here. So, the first would be to have only 12 teams qualify. So, the top three in each division only have them qualified. So, no wild cards. And instead, you could have three rounds. So, what that would mean is the top is that the top the teams that were in second and third in their division play each other, and the respective division com- 
champions in each conference, so for the West, Pacific, Central, and East Metro Atlantic, they play each other. Then that way, you're guaranteed at least one division champion still going through, and still have the opportunity for some teams to still have a shot go through as well. And then second round, you would have the conference final, and then third round, Stanley Cup final. That is one scenario. There are there is another scenario, and that is where you say, right, oh, and go straight into the conference finals. So oh, so by that, you would have to then only allow the division champions to go through and through, and you would have the Pacific champion face the Central division champion, and for the Western Conference title. So if we, if we did that right now, that would be between the Golden Knights and the Blues, and what a matchup that would be! Considering how those matchups in this year's season two was thrilling, that would, I would love to see that one. One, obviously, I would be rooting for the Blues because I can't stand Vegas. Yep, as you should. So yeah, and in the Eastern Conference, that would be the Atlantic Division champion playing the Metro Division champion. Which I think is the Bruins and the Capitals. So right there, you would have the potential to recreate the 2019 Stanley Cup file here. Or the 2018 Stanley Cup file. Either way, you're guaranteed a rematch. And I... Match. Uh, but I think the 2018 rematch will be a bit more thrilling because you how Boston, of course, already has got quite a few Stanley Cups in the bag. So that wouldn't be much. That much. Um, but Vegas, of course, that's still a bit sour. Oh, okay, that's the one tonight. There is a third option, and that is, and this is the, and this is the really, 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 really desperate option. So if you're really, 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 really desperate to award somebody the Stanley Cup, then you would go. Then this is the option you can go with, and that is have. And I hate this one because I'm not a fan of the conference standings that we have. I, I'm not a fan of them because I believe. Co- because you don't get awarded the conference title at the, if you've come if you're the top seed of the conference. You get the conference champ, championship title when you win in round three of the Stanley Cup playoffs and get to bounce to the final. That's where you get it. Get it, but of course, don't touch it. Okay, that's the golden rule. Don't touch the conference championship when you get it. It brings you bad luck in the comp- in the Stanley Cup final. Vegas, naughty, naughty, not. So Seattle, any Seattle fans? If you're watching this for twenty twenty two, if you watch, if you're listening to this, Seattle fans, will you go to the Stanley Cup final twenty twenty two? Will you get give your conference championship? Don't touch it, okay? Don't touch it. That's the golden rule. Vegas, oh, I remember I remember watching game, game 5 of that series very well. I remember watching it very, very well. And I remember when Vegas was, first class screamed was, DON'T TOUCH THE BALL! And what did they do? They touched it. And we all know what happened next. So, yes. Um, so, yes, that's, so yeah. The conference side standings are really just to help, help the league work out who gets home ice advantage come the conference finals because there's that, always that possibility where the teams that finish second or third in the division in the division can qualify to the conference final from one division and the team that finishes first in the in the other division qual- qualify it gets a bit messy so yeah so that's the reason why the league has those division those conference standings it's just sort of help them work out who's gonna get home ice advantage but for me I believe the conference t- ch- championship title only gets given when you win the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, so the third option, and of course I don't like this option because it wouldn't bother the conference standings. So what you would do for this third option is you would go straight to the Stanley Cup final and hold the best of seven Stanley Cup final. You would get the team that is that is top in the conference team in the East. And I think that might be Boston, because they were in the President's Trophy spot, the last I saw standing. So I think that would be Boston. And you would get the team currently seen in the Western Conference. 
to go through as well. Now, I think that might be the blues. I think it might be the blues. I think it could be. I think it was. Yes. So, there we go. Rematch guaranteed. Rematch guaranteed. Right there. And have them play the best seven series. And then that way, you can say, well, at least we did award the Stanley Cup in 2020. Even though we couldn't complete the 1920 season. Season, okay. So, those are my scenarios for what could you could do. Now, I would... Now, if we have to... I still believe that we should not be going going any further. We try to pick up where we left off the season. It's no point. It's logistically, feasibly, and health-wise, not ideal. But if we have, but I would not be surprised if we are in July and August, end up having summer hockey, and that would feel a bit weird, but it would not surprise me. If that is the case, I would just prefer we go straight to, straight to the playoffs. Because then that way, only the teams that were in the playoff picture will, will have to be have to play. And the teams that weren't, they can rest, recuperate and come back strong, ready for the 2021 season. So, I'm going to finish off by saying which of those playoff scenarios would I, that I've come up with would I like to see in action. Um, I think I would prefer the second option I gave you. So that was the having just the conference champ, not conference, so not conference division, division. So that be having the division champions uh, qualify. So I believe that is the Blues, the Central, Golden Knights, the Pacific, Brewers, the Atlantic, and Capitals for. Metropolitan. I have to double check that one once I finish this podcast. I have to double check that because I think it is cap- the Capitals. Or oh, the Flyers were starting to give them a real good run for their money. Oh, yeah. So I prefer if that's nice. So you have those four play, and then the, then the two, and obviously, you get you, you would cry a Commons champion there and then go straight to the Stanley Cup final. Because I believe that also could easily be done within July, to July and August. And then obviously, come start of the 2021 season, those four teams will literally be exhausted because they've had to play uh, two playoff rounds, regardless how many games it goes by and all that. But hey, we all thought the Bruins and the Blues were going to be the ones who were sort of struggling to get a foothold and go through cup fatigue. That didn't happen this year. Instead, it was instead cup fatigue fell on us Sharks and the Carolina Hurricanes. So weird. It was so weird. You know? Because cut fatigue, you normally see it with what with, with one of the, at least one of the two previous years Stanley Cup finalists. And you always think, ooh, maybe they're not gonna do well. Maybe ooh, da da da. It's always good fun with that. And yet no, this season the Blues and the Boss and the and the Bruins were on track to finish top in their divisions and potentially also topping their conference seedings. And instead, the cup fatigue fell on the two teams that were so close. Well, Sharks were close. Carolina Hurricanes, you were nowhere near close. You blew it in that conference final. But it's your fault. You took the you took the belief out of us here in Teal Territory because there was no way we were going to beat Boston in that one. So instead, yes, yeah, so they said the cup fatigue fell on, on us on us Sharks. And the Canada Hurricanes, although the Hurricanes might have had a chance to qualify, but for a shot, it was yeah. So that still felt weird. So yeah. Okay, I feel that's enough for rambling. I'm rambling because <sighs> it's just so hard. It really is because we don't know what's coming next. We just do not know what's coming next. We could get some hockey. We could get. We could get nothing, and we could have to wait until October 2020. So, yeah, so I'm going to round the up this episode and just say, if this is the last time I see you until Season 3, thank you so much for listening on what has been not really a great season for Sharks at Territory. It, oh, it's so frustrating. 
where last year you feel it's going to be a year, this is it. We're going to finally do it and then to fall short in a conference final that was so close and easily could have gone either way, just like how it did in 2016. And, you know, it just... I, I really do think all the moves that were made in the off-season is what dented us in the end. But, hey, hopefully now we're using this time to recuperate, think of plans, work out what we're going to do, because that Stanley Cup is going to come to Zaze. It is, it is going to come, come. I mean, after all, it took the Blues 52 years to win theirs, okay? And we all know that with Californian teams, you don't normally get victory the first time round. I mean, Arheim had to wait till their second trip to the cup final. The Kings had to wait till their second trip to the cup final. You know, there was a great big massive time gap. So... I do believe it's going to come. It will come. And the question would be is, does it come next year during our 30th anniversary? Or will it be in a couple of years down the road? That's going to be the big question. So, yeah. So, this feels really weird, Sarah, because normally I sign off saying, oh, well, next time, da 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 But I don't know when the, ne- when the next time will be. Um, it could be in the summer. Because I, I would love to give my uh, views on what this shenanigans are. If it's not, even if it's not a Sharks, if, if they just decide to jump straight into playoffs, I'd love to do a little podcast special to round up what I think going about, what I think about having summer hockey. Or it could be that we, um, this is it now until October and season three. Three, waiting for that to get all the episodes. We've got lots of things planned for season three. We've got lots of things planned for season three. You're going to love season three. It's going to be free. And of course, also on season three, it's the last season where Arizona can be um, up for contention on Pacific Watch. Oh, oh dear, I know. I know. It's going to be really hard. I'm just like a... Oh, I mean, I know, you know, that, you know, I know they're only switching divisions, but... It just still feels wrong. And it just feels like the league did not think that through. Just like they're not thinking this through right now regarding COVID-19. Come on, people! Seriously! Think not rush. Think not rush. Um, yeah. So, I don't know where I'm going next, next time. See see next time, my friends. Um... Who knows? Who knows when hockey resume? But we do know one for sure: it is going to resume. It will either it will either resume in the summer, and we may just get just go straight to playoffs, or it will resume in October for the start of the twenty twenty one season, and we just carry on as if we uh, as if we never as if and just where we can. But yeah, so uh, yes, so um, I'm gonna say. That's a wrap on season two. A little bit earlier than planned. Because, of course, there should have been one more episode after this, which would have covered those two games in April. But, uh, yes. Um, but, uh, I think, I think, yes, I think I'm going to be missing it here. I'm going to wrap season two up. And if we do resume the season, um, we could just do a little special episode and, just focus on those and have a little rant about what, what why we're playing in the summer when we really really should be actually resting instead instead so um who knows this is really weird i'm struggling here i'm really i'm struggling how to sign off i'm really i'm struggling i'm struggling how am i how, how, how do i sign off how do i sign off oh anyway i'll sign off now by the way, if you are for you with one more thing, if on lock you're 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 currently in lockdown, if you're struggling to find things to do, then just go listen to all the episodes of Tour Report so far. For all these episodes from season two, all the episodes from season one, including the All Star Weekend special we did last year, that's a great one. That's still there. They're all there. Just listen to them and get people, get other Sharks fans listening as well. Get 
well, or get your friends and family to, you know. They're struggling, they may not, may not be sharks fans, but hey, give us a listen. Take some time, you want some time to kill? Take a listen to this podcast, it's great fun, lots of fun. Get here, fa- get here fans, boys, for a change, not some, and not some tanned male with a posh fancy suit and tie. Yeah, that's, that's what we want, we want fans' opinions. That's what we need to hear. That's what this podcast is for. It's going to keep being for for a very long time to come. Okay, so yes, yeah, so who knows when I next see when I next see you guys? But until then, for the fire time on season two, uh, I will leave you now.